This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. With his Quinn Coulson novels, New York Times bestselling author Ace Atkins has created one of today's most atmospheric and critically acclaimed literary series. But Atkins delivers something far more complex and rewarding than brilliantly crafted whodunits. He delivers essential summer reading full of wit, thrills, and heart. Quote, it's a satisfying mix of modern Southern Gothic atmosphere and thrilling action, salted with crackling humor, according to the Tampa Bay Times. Readers get more than a mystery. They get an entertaining lesson in the sociology of the small town South, wrote the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. And with The Heathens, the 11th installment in the series, Atkins is writing at the top of his game, according to the Publishers Weekly's starred review. Ace Atkins is the author of 28 books now, including 11 Quinn Colson novels, the first two of which, The Ranger and the Lost Ones, were nominated for the Edgar Award for Best Novel. He has a third Edgar nomination for his short story, Let's Last Fair Deal Gone Down. He's the author of nine New York Times bestselling novels and the continuation of the great Robert B. Parker's uh, Spencer series. Former newspaper reporter and SEC football player, Ace also writes essays and investigative pieces for several national publications, including The Wall Street Journal, Outside, Garden and Gun, and Men's Journal. Makes his home in beautiful Oxford, Mississippi with his family, and joins me now here on Speaking of Writers, Ace, welcome back to this program. Hey, thanks, Steve. Always always a pleasure talking to you. So what is this new installment all about? Well, you know, it's you know, something I really want to do is bringing up fresh stories to readers. You know, I, I don't like to rehash things that they've read in the past. And when you when you get to your eleventh book in a series, you certainly want to you know, have something that really draws in people and feels like something new. And this is a story that I had been mulling over for some time. It's actually not, I won't say based, but very loosely inspired by a case that I covered when I was a newspaper reporter in Tampa. And it involved a 14-year-old girl who was accused of killing her mother. And uh, really the catalyst of all this in the story, in the, the true life case, uh, the, the young woman was not only charged, but she was convicted and spent a long time in prison for this, this murder. But I always wondered, you know, what if, what if she had been innocent? And what if she had really, um, possibly, if, if there was another situation like this where somebody had been uh, set up? And so that's where this whole story about this character, T.J. Bird, and her friends who go on a, a, basically a road trip running from the law. And I found that to be a very exciting premise to write about. I want to come back to TJ in a moment, but where is Quinn now in his life as in the 11th installment here? You know, again, this is something that is, is not like other series where, you know, the character is static and things don't change and everything is, is stuck in time. I really like uh, books where you feel the character is growing, you feel like the world that they're involved in is evolving, you're feeling like things that happened in previous stories are shaping who they are. Um, I really love the books of somebody like um, uh, C.J. Box. Uh, C.J. Mm. Box is a, is a terrific writer, and, and you get to see his, you know, his family grow up, and you see how his life has changed, and you see how he gets older. And so those are the kind of books I really gravitate towards. And so for Quinn, he has you know, gone from being a guy in his late 20s coming back home trying to make a difference in his community to, to now uh, being married, uh, having two kids, uh, you know, uh, living on his family farm and being an elected official as, as sheriff in this rural county. So a lot has happened for Quinn, and, and now, you know, we're talking about him being almost 40 years old. And so that's part of the joy of revisiting a character, is seeing them change and grow and, and seeing their situation, uh, you know, reflecting uh, previous events from books. 
This uh, juvenile delinquent, T.J. Bird, you said loosely based on that story in the summer of 98 uh, in Tampa. How did you create her? Well, I think, you know, the, the character T.J. Bird is is nothing like uh, the, the inspiration from the story from um, the, the young woman's name was Valessa Robinson at all. Uh, Valessa was a girl that in, in was really lived uh, very well. She, her mother was a... Um, a very successful real estate agent. She lived in a very nice house in a very nice neighborhood. Um, she really had it all. And so the question for her, or for what people ask, is how could a woman or young girl who had this, all these chances end up doing something such a horrific act? And so TJ is not living in a great uh, situation. Her mother is not a, an accomplished person. In fact, her mother is an addict. Her mother uh, really is, is putting TJ in a situation as a 14-year-old to act as an adult, even taking care of her younger brother. So really the question when TJ is is called into question about the death of her mother, many people in the community ask is, is how could she not have done it because she lived in such a hard scrabble lifestyle and, uh, you know, has had run-ins with the law, and of course she did it. So it's really a complete opposite situation from the original case. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Coulson in this book uh, finds himself for the first time on opposite ends of a case from his former deputy, U.S. Marshal uh, Lily Virgil. Yeah, I, too, you know, Lily is one of those characters that, uh, you know, you never know what readers are going to gravitate towards as far as things that they really cling to. And I, I get letters that, that are, I'm so fortunate to get letters from readers who they just love Lily Virgil. And Lily was a character who just, you know, uh, for whatever happened, just popped off the page and instantly had a, uh, a chemistry with Quinn uh, and had a chemistry with readers as being a tough as nail, uh, nails law woman, somebody very opinionated. And throughout the series, she has left this, this, this rural county in Mississippi and she's become a U.S. Marshal. She was really essentially too big, you know, too big for the series, too big, you know, for this one county. And so in this story, there's really almost two protagonists. It's really Quinn as the sheriff um, who is trying to find out the truth of what really happened to this woman, uh, Gina Bird. But at the same time, Lily Virgil is tasked with tracking down T.J. Bird, uh, T.J.'s boyfriend, Ladarius uh, McCade, uh, her best friend, Holly Harkins, and her, her little brother, a guy named John Wesley, who's only 10 years old. And so she really, it's kind of like the case in... Um, in the fugitive, when uh, you know the, the Harrison Ford character tries to pro- proclaim his innocence, and uh, the marshal says, "I don't care," because that's not their job. Their job is just to bring them in and get them back to, to, to face justice. But there are there is conflict between Quinn and his former deputy, and I think that's uh, only makes the the story more complex. We're chatting with Ace Atkins. Uh, he's back with uh, another Quinn Colson novel. It's called The Heathens. How do you keep coming up with fresh ideas, Ace? Well, I, I really I cheat. No, I shouldn't say I cheat. I, I I look to real life. You know, I look to real things. And there's a lot of, you know, with T.J. Bird, um, a lot of, you know, uh, people, you know, young people that I've heard about through, you know, my friends that are in law enforcement, um, kids that are good-hearted kids but are really stuck with some really rough situations where they have to grow up very, very quickly. So I'm fortunate to have good sources. Uh, a very good friend of mine is a, the sheriff here in a neighboring county, which is very much like uh, Tibbahaw County. And uh, I'm fortunate to hear the stories, the real-life stories of what he goes through, um, and also news stories, things that happen here in the Deep South and 
the, the very uh, uh, complicated world that is that is uh, Mississippi. And so there are there are always things that to, to write about. There are always stories to explore, and there's always things that are you know uh, feeding the inspiration. And that's the great thing about writing somebody like Quinn Colson, the sheriff. Um, there's all and crime is timeless, and you can always you can always find a story in that. How do you come up with the names for your characters? Uh, it, it, that's a complicated Ouija board, you know, kind of exercise. Uh, sometimes just a character just sounds right, and uh, I spend a great deal of time thinking about that and having them sound right because I start with the characters. Really, you know, the story is you know is is one thing. But I'm not a, a thriller writer where the, the plot is everything, where the plot is twists and turns and this and whatever. I really am much more anchored to, to the characters themselves and, and find that spending time with them much more interesting. So um, I try to have characters who sound very you know local, like a character in a name like T.J. Bird uh, is very, could be somebody I could meet right here off the square in Oxford, Mississippi, or you know a character like Ladarius McCade. You know, I know guys like Ladarius McCade who play you know, might play football here in, in, uh, in uh, you know, uh, Lafayette County, Mississippi. And so, you know, that's a very different kind of selection than, let's say, when I'm writing a Spencer novel and I'm having to come up with a, you know, a very Boston-sounding name. Those are not very Boston-sounding names, so I have to kind of put on a different hat and, and do something that sounds much more regional. You mentioned football. You played, and I mentioned in the in- introduction, uh, you were an SEC football player at Auburn. Uh, were you a writer back then when you were in college? Were you starting to keep a journal and start writing? I was. Uh, yeah, I was a writer. Uh, I would well. Let's say I was a very. I was an aspiring writer. I wouldn't. I would <laughs> not go so far to call myself as a writer uh, because I really didn't know what I was doing. I was. I was more of a reader than a writer. Um, I was a voracious reader, but I didn't really know how to. You know, to do what. But I was reading the, the people like Parker or Elmore Leonard or you know, John Le Carre or, you know, whatever I was reading at the time, um, you know, it fascinated me, but I didn't know, didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um, uh, but I was at least attempting it and I was writing, um, in notebooks, I was writing short stories. I was just writing anything that I could. And it was awful. I mean, I, I think if I could, maybe I should find all that stuff somewhere in my files and I should burn it, but it was a starting place. And I did start at that time. And I was very fortunate, uh, there's a terrific novelist, uh, former football player, a guy named Tim Green, and Tim has become one of my uh, closest friends in the world and an amazing guy. And he became my mentor. He had already been a published author, and he reached out to me after there was a story written about me about a football player who wanted to be a novelist and all that kind of stuff. And uh, he really helped me, um, you know, uh, to get better, and, uh, and and really was a was a terrific mentor through this this crazy world. Yeah, Tim Green played in the NFL for a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, Tim was a—he was an All-Pro. He played a play for the Falcons yeah. uh, for many years. Uh, outstanding football player. He, Tim is one of those most accomplished people I've ever met. Not only uh, was he playing in uh, professional football, uh, he was publishing novels at the same time. He had also studied, <laughs> went to law school in the mm. off season, and he became a lawyer, passed the bar on the first try, and became a practicing attorney. Mm. Um, so Tim was a, a, a very impressive, amazing guy to have as a, um, as a mentor. Ace, what genres do you especially enjoy reading, and which do you tend to avoid? Mm. Uh, the, the kind of books that I grab, I read a lot of what I call um, 
books that have weathered the you know, the test of time, things that that are still with us. Um, you know, I, I constantly I'm, I'm rereading the long goodbye. You know, at the moment, uh, books that you know I can go back and I can learn from um, Elmore Leonard, you know, Chandler, Hammett, uh, Ross McDonald, John D. McDonald. Um, you know, and I read Southern fiction and, and uh, um, Faulkner and Flannery O'Connor, and and so I think what I find. Um, again, the most appealing to me is character and people that I am totally drawn to, maybe repulsed by, or, you know, I'm invested in that, that, the, that the, the writer has the ability to, to bring life on the page. And the story is important, but not as important to, to really having a fully drawn, fully complex character. And so the things that I tend to avoid are overly plot-driven thriller, serial killer kind of books, and I call them kind of like running and shouting books. Uh, those aren't really my, uh, I think that some people find them highly entertaining, but um, I really am drawn to um, books that reflect, I think, real life. And uh, I know the answer to the first part of this question, you are definitely, you're always working on another novel. Is it uh, Spencer's turn up next, as usual? Uh, Spencer, I'm I'm finishing up the the new Spencer right now, and it's a milestone. It's it's not only it's the tenth Spencer that I've written for the Robert Parker estate, uh, but it's also the fiftieth Spencer novel mm-hmm. overall. Uh, it's called Bye Bye Baby, and I'm in the the final stretch of it right now, and it will be out at the first of next year. All right. Well, we'll enjoy this one now. Part of the Quinn Colson uh, series here, Quinn Colson novel. It's called The Heathens. The author is Ace Atkins. Ace, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Steve. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. And this is Speaking of Writers, and I'm Steve Richards.